Welcome to The Grow Show with me as your host, Joe Camerato. I am an entrepreneur who created my company, National Business Capital, from literally $0 out of my spare bedroom to over $2 billion in business loans secured for entrepreneurs nationwide. Since 2007, I have seen just about every type of business. I provide money and help entrepreneurs access capital to scale fast, but I also know that it's possible for you, as you scale, to replace yourself to build systems, processes, and great teams of people that can live on without you so you can actually enjoy your life and your company can still grow. I will not only tell you the peaks and valleys of my story, but I will also bring on world-class entrepreneurs to tell their stories and share their lessons on their growth journeys. Welcome to The Grow Show. All right, welcome to The Grow Show. With me is your host, Joe Camberato. And, uh, you know, on my show, I'm always featuring entrepreneurs who are growing, making it happen. And that's why it's called The Grow Show. So thanks for joining today. Uh, today, I've got an awesome entrepreneur um, who's growing, but doing it in a really strategic and effective way by saving himself some time. So I'm really excited to, uh, to introduce uh, Nolly Williams today. He's the business healer empowers business leaders, realtors, and entrepreneurs to spark growth in their businesses by reconnecting to their passion and internal drives. As an international speaker and thought leader who runs three separate and distinct six-figure businesses while working just three hours a day, I want to talk about that. Um, he teaches thousands of entrepreneurs and business leaders how to duplicate that success. An entrepreneur for more than 40 years, Nala has built multiple six- and seven-figure businesses from scratch. He built a seven-figure Record label in his 20s, in his 30s, became one of America's top real estate brokers, selling more than a 1,000 homes as a sole agent in his first 10 years in real estate. In his 40s, he was on a seminar circuit speaking in more than 100 cities. Well, I'm uh, really excited to have you on the show today. What an awesome intro and amazing stuff. And, uh, and now you're working on um, you know, your, your book, The Three-Hour Workday, and, um, and your seminars and stuff. So I, I want to talk about that. But uh, welcome to the uh, show, Nali. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. So so good to be here. And yeah, I wanted to call the book The Three Hour Workday, and they pushed back on that. So it's called Three Hours a Day. But it's really the same thing, isn't okay. it? Okay, got it. <laughs> got it. I apologize. So three hours yeah. a day. But like, so, you know, I was I was checking out, you know, the book. I can't wait to uh, to read it. Thank you. But, you know, I'm like, three hours a day? Like, really? That Are you ridiculous. making it happen in three hours a day? Yeah, is that that sounds crazy, doesn't it? It sounds ridiculous. Well, you know what I found out, Joe, and I and like most entrepreneurs, you know, you listening right now, and if you know this, this by the way, I love your show, Joe, and more entrepreneurs. I want to turn more my tribe onto it because you really cover some great stuff, and you've got a business mind. So, I mean, if you haven't looked at Joe's background, you've got to check it out. Incredible. So, so what I found, Joe. When I was when I first started working as an entrepreneur, well, I started as an entrepreneur at age 12. We'll talk about that. But uh, when I the last time I had a W-2, I was 22 years old, 22, 23 years old. And uh, and that was 30 years ago. And at the beginning, of course, I worked 18 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Uh, you know, I worked all the time. If I wasn't <laughs> sleeping, I was working right. At the yeah. beginning. And uh, and the hustling grind is very important. But what I've learned um, after starting several businesses from scratch is that the hustle and grind is actually a season. Um, it doesn't, it's not a life sentence. It doesn't have to be. And uh, eventually I learned that there were only a couple of things in my business that were really moving the needle. In fact, 
the other thing I learned, Joe, was that all entrepreneurs only ever have two problems to solve. And if you can solve those two problems, your life becomes very, very um, fun and easy. And the first problem is pretty easy to solve. The second problem is going to take more or less the rest of your career to continue solving. But uh, if you're not solving one of those two problems, then you're probably doing something that you shouldn't be doing. So three hours a day is really a concept where, and I'll kind of put a bow on it. It's a concept where um, even if you work an eight hour day, there are two big picture priorities that you should be doing for three hours a day because those are the two big picture priorities that are going to move the needle 90% in your business. So if you want to make a million this year, 900,000 of it is going to come from these two big picture priorities and everything else that you do is going to result in the other 10%. So, uh, which is, you know, and so, so what I say, Joe, is that 90% of the things that most entrepreneurs do every day is busy work. It doesn't really move the needle. It's not really moving the yeah. needle in my, in my opinion. So what are the two things that will uh, that get you there? You mentioned the two things. What 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 are that that'll get so, you to ninety percent? Yeah. So first of all, the the only two problems that you'll ever face as an entrepreneur is you don't have enough money, or you don't have enough time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Outside of supply chain, now depending on what business you're in, you might have a supply chain issue. But outside of that, it's that's it. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough time. The money problem um, is solved, and that's cash flow, right? You know. It, and the money problem is really solved by generating leads and closing sales. Those are the only two things that, that solve that problem. Lead generation and appointments or closing sales, depending on what you're, uh, I mean, if you, if you build funnels, you know, then you might have that built into the funnel itself. But the, so those are the two things. Still now, gotta what, drive the leads up. <laughs> yeah. You still got to create the lead. You still have to create yeah. um, clients and customers for your product. Uh, once you figure that out and, by the way, Joe, there's a lot of people that have really figured this out. And most of them are, are, are my clients because they're already making, you know, 300, 400, 500,000 a year. They want to take it to a million, but they're, they're already working 18 hours a day. So they don't know how they can, they're making good money, but they're working all the time. Yeah. And so what they did was they got out of the rat race and onto the hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. So the way to solve that problem is through branding and leadership. Of course, you're, you've still got the lead generation and the appointments and, you know, sales and all that happening, but somebody else is doing that for you. Um, and now you're just a brand ambassador. You know, now you're doing podcasts like Joe, you're doing uh, maybe a TV show, maybe you write a book, maybe you've got, um, you know, you're doing YouTube, you're doing, you're doing things for your brand. Um, and then you're leading your team. In other words, you become an orchestra conductor, uh, which is very different than a band leader. Like a band leader, Joe, they've got to wake up the band members. They've got to order the food. They've got to book the gigs. They've got to, you know, make sure they go to bed on time. An orchestra conductor actually has a team also of musicians, but they really don't have to. They're, they're highly professional. And all they're doing is, uh, you know, making sure that everybody stays in lock in rhythm, if you will. Um, but yeah, sense. those are the only two, two things you have to worry about, depending on where you are. Makes sense. And yeah. so take us back to like, you know, the beginning, you know, in your 20s, you know, you started, um, you know, this uh, separate, you know, seven figure record label, um, you know, really curious to kind of hear about that. How'd you kind of get started? You said, you you know, you had a, a W2 uh, to you about, you know, uh, uh, 23. I was 23 when I gave 23. that. Yeah. 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 What's that? 
I said, I think I, I had one to probably about 25. 20, yeah. There you go. There you yeah, go. So same, same trajectory. And you yep. probably started very young. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I yeah. was always, I mean, I worked any chance I could get. And before I could yeah. get a, a job, because I was too young. And even though I tried to get them all the time and people would just laugh at me, yeah. um, I would do anything I could around the neighborhood. You know, uh, my I first mean, business was, was buying bicycles, finding bicycles that were beat up in the neighborhood painting them and and yeah. and reselling them for a profit yeah know? i love it i love it i sold yeah. um so i started when i was as an entrepreneur at age 12 and I, I i used to subscribe to business opportunities magazine and this magazine man was like i didn't let the other kids know i was reading it because it was like <laughs> you know i didn't want to get made fun of that's fine but, yeah now you'd be really cool <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any other kids that were 12 and 13 reading this thing, but every single, now I realize it was just a magazine. I can't tell you the magazines I was reading at 12 on the show. <laughs> well, you know, I, I figured out later, yo, the whole thing was just advertisements. You know, it, it, it was one franchise opportunity after another. Like, and I was like, wow, there's so many different ways to make money. Uh, and yeah. so it just, it just enchanted me. And my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, he came from Trinidad. Um, and he, when he came to America, I'm, I'm first generation American. When he came to America, he was like, man, I, this is it. You know, and, and he, he made money. He was a hustler, though. You know, he, nice. he was on that grind. So so um, so when I turned 20, I, I knew that I wanted to get into rap, hip hop. Um, but I started doing Christian rap when I was about 18. And I started a record label and a magazine at the age of 23, quit my job raised $1,800 from family and friends. And within about four or five years, uh, that label was making uh, $150,000 a month we, uh, I was bringing in. And of course, I had a lot of employees. I had a big payroll. I had lots of overhead. Um, but we had a very nice, we had a big you know, 6,000 square foot home. We had 10 acres. I bought that house when I was 26 years old. Nice. Um, and it was, it, we, were live, we were doing it, man. And I thought that it would always be that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Until I went bankrupt <laughs> years later, you know, uh, the music industry changed and I didn't change with it. And, yeah. I up, and, and I was putting in so many hours in that business, Joe, uh, you know, 16 hour days, 15, 18 hours, uh, six days a week. And yeah. I said, man, there's got to be another way. There's got to be a better way. Um, and, and that's when I got into real estate. I started on a path of discovering a better way to be an entrepreneur and not have to work all the time. That's awesome. And so, the, you know, then, so what happened from there? You, you know, you went, uh, you had the challenges and, and listen, we've all been there. Yeah. You know, I started my business and then went right into 08, you know, in 07, went right into 08, 09 recession and then, you know, had everything on the line and, and uh, it was a scary time. Some of my stuff crossed the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, I fought, I fought through it and, uh, so I definitely get that. So from there, did you did you roll into real estate? What what happened after you know uh, you you know cleaned up the the, uh, the 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 dust and stuff from uh, from the record label? Yeah. So our house was in foreclosure, um, but we had a uh, my sister in law was letting us borrow her credit card so we could get cash advances to pay our mortgage, <laughs> and and we did we did sell the house in the nick of time, and I paid my uh, realtor. $29,310 to sell a house. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. And when I saw that commission, I was like, hey, I wonder if I could do that. He, This guy sold one 
thing, one thing, uh, and he made that kind of money. And it didn't really look like he worked that hard to me. Okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I said, I think I could do that. And so I talked to Jack McDonald's guy that sold my house. And he said, man, you could totally do this. And he uh, sort of uh, ushered me into uh, the real estate industry. And um, what I did, the, one of the first things I did, Joe, I, I took to it really well because I'm a sales. Uh, I study sales, marketing and branding. That's what I've been studying since my early 20s. And um, that's really it, it was like very. Um, well, I'm going to use the word easy. It was like so easy. Like I was like, this is so easy, the money here. But I was working a lot and I said, I have to figure out, like, what do I actually have to do? So what I did, Joe, back then was I took out a, a big chief notepad, a yellow, yellow notepad, and I wrote down every single thing that I did. And I worked mo mostly with sellers on a listing, OK, a listing. And it was 46 activities from step one all the way through step 40, which was to close the transaction. Step one is to generate the lead. Step 40, close. And then six, uh, six different uh, tasks that happened after closing. And then I uh, rated them on a scale of one to five. One means I hate it. Five means I love it. You know, and four means I really like it. Uh, if it's a three, I like it. If it's a if two, I don't like it. So I resolved after going through all the 46 different tasks that I would do on a transaction, um, I was only going to ever do fours and fives. In other words, I have to really like it or love it or I'm not going to do it. Got and it. it was really a short list. And, and actually, when you looked at it, um, there were very few things that even required a license that I would do. Like there was only, I think, four, three or four things on the list that even required a license. So I was going to I decided I'm going to delegate for everything else. And I'm, wow. I'm only going to do the things I love. And, and that's kind of where this journey started, if you will. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love how you broke down because because I'm all about processes. Like, yeah, you've got to have great processes in any business to, sure. to crush it. You definitely have to delegate. And as you grow your business, you've got to replace yourself over and over and over again. Yeah. And I actually love that you broke down all the steps. And I would have never guessed 47 steps in a real estate transaction. I'm mean, like, I list the house, show it to a few people, yeah. close it closing you know like in the, like you know yeah. those are five steps but it's so it's actually really fun <laughs> to break things down how many steps there are right i love how you rated it because that's something i've been focusing on as i continue to grow and scale is like what are the things that i really love the things i don't love they they wind up you know not <laughs> getting done as much right um, so where do i need to put you know the people in place that are good at those things that i'm not right. and where i can shift right. my time so I can put, like you were saying before, and, and, and you're spot on, like 90% of your time into, you know, the things that are going to really move the needle. Otherwise, you're just doing a bunch of busy work. And, yeah. you know, all right, it's great. You have a calendar filled and you show up to stuff. But if you're not, like, moving the needle, like, what the hell are you doing? And, and it, it, it doesn't make sense because busyness doesn't equals business. Correct. And, and, yeah. and, you, and for me, it's income-producing activities. Yeah. Which, to me, I define it as I'm generating fresh cash. Okay, new cash flow, or I'm creating residual wealth, residual income, or future future wealth. If if I'm not doing one of those two things, then I shouldn't be doing it. And so when I look at like, um, and I've taught many people in different industries this, but in the real estate field, um, generating the lead was something that was on my plate. But there was, but after I generated the lead, you know, it it's going to close, and so I'm not really generating any fresh money by working that deal. Like I'm done. 
And I would explain to my clients, I say, you know, um, have you ever flown on an airplane commercial? Yeah, sure. Well, back in the day before it got weird to fly, you know, the first person that would greet you was the captain, you know, right when you got on the airplane. Um, and I remember because I started flying when I was 13 and the captain was there. Hey, welcome. Welcome. And the last person that you saw was the captain. Now, and I asked him, I said, did you see the captain during the flight? <laughs> no. You know, it, does the captain give you a blanket, a pillow, peanuts, maybe a, a glass of water or an adult beverage, maybe some wine or beer? No. You know, the, and, and my job is to fly this plane from here to Seoul. You're not going to see me. But don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm, the captain was there the whole time, even though you didn't see him. Yeah. And so yeah. we just signed the paperwork. You're not going to see me for the rest of the transaction. But I'm in the cockpit taking this bird from here to Seoul. Yeah. Is that, that's what you want, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. And and I and I got results. And so that's all they cared about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so get my house sold and get it for the number that I want. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I've, uh, I taught my uh, massage therapist the same system. You know, she had, she was down, it was just her working in a chiropractic office by herself. And I taught, she said, could you teach me my system? I said, well, sure. But I, it, it's back then I wasn't really teaching it to other people, but I realized it can work in any profession. I taught it to her. Now she has uh, actually three locations. She's got over 50 massage therapists that work for her. She gets 50% wow. of every booking so even though she's not getting the full like it's like i ask people would you like um would you rather have 100 percent of a grape or 50 percent of a watermelon yeah, yeah well i'll yeah. take 50 percent of she she's got 50 percent of a watermelon so yeah she gets 50 percent of 50 different lmts of what they book and she's working about three hours a day you know that's awesome good stuff so it works yeah. it's real yeah the thing is the thing is that when when you when you get into this into most entrepreneurs have never shed their employee paradigm. So they're just, they own a job. They don't own a business and, and, and they're just acting like employees. You know, when the, the, the eight hour work day, that that's like a hundred years old. I mean, when you think about it, every industry has advanced in the last 100 years, than all recorded history. Okay. The medical industry, the food industry, the uh, I mean, you name it, the computers weren't even around. OK, but you, you look at electronics, any industry, the aerospace, all industries have advanced more in the last 100 years than in the last in all recorded history. Yeah. So why hasn't the, the, the workday advanced for the entrepreneur? Um, you know, the elites created what they call a working class and probably your parents and my parents were part of that. So we grew up being part of the work, you know, thinking that, okay, we're part of the middle class, working class, whatever. But the reality is that that was an invention. You know, the, the, the purpose of a business is to serve the, the, the desires and needs of the entrepreneur, of the owner, uh, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and some of, and, and some businesses I think have really done well though. They've, you know, they've helped serve the needs of their employees, which Sure. Those I agree. I agree with that. that. You know, outpace, you know, a, a lot of others, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying employees should be working three hours a day. And listen, and, and, and I think too, to get to three hours a day, you got to do a lot of more, a lot more hours, right? Initially. Yeah. There's, a, there's work to it. So you got to get your business there. Like you don't, Absolutely. I, I think it's important just, just because like, there's so much stuff on the, in, you know, internet, social media, 
that makes entrepreneurship just look so magical. And, <laughs> you know, it, there's a lot of learning. You get your butt yeah. kicked in the beginning. And to get to that point of three hours a day, there's a lot of hours that's put into it. But I definitely agree with you that you can, you know, build a business. And, um, and, and if you structure it right, build that processes, systems, and, and the right people, yeah. Um, you know, you, you absolutely can do that. And, and I think you got to get really clear too, with like, what is it that you want? Right. Because absolutely. if you're at, you know, if you're, you know, at, you know, uh, you know, a hundred grand, you know, a year and you want to get to, you know, 250 or half a million or a million or beyond that. Right. Then those things are going to probably take a different amounts of, you know, work and investment and time. And, um, sure. and so I, I think it's important, like, People just get clear where they want to be. And some people say that I want to grow. And listen, I'm all about growth and, and the grow show. Some people want to, you know, grow, but they don't necessarily want to do the, the, the work that's there or want to take on the stress of the responsibility. So I think you got to like really get clear, like where you want to be. And I think, you know, today we get, get inundated with so much stuff that I think it's hard for a lot of people to say, yeah, no, I'm good with this like works for me. Yeah, I feel like there's so much pressure to be like, you know, uh, all these different things that, True. you know, uh, where we think we need to be one way or another. So I think I think it's just you, you got to get really clear with yourself and and be OK with that yeah. and, and not, you know, get kind of caught up in, you know, like with the keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Joe, and a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize this, but the natural trajectory of every business is I to we today. That's the yeah. natural trajectory versus yeah. I do it, you know, if yeah. I'm by myself, I'm in the grind. I'm all yeah, that's cool. I've it. actually never heard that one. I like that. Yeah. Then it's we do it. It's, you know, I've got a team. We're all doing it together. And then it's they do it. You know, if you think about it, the bigger, the bigger your business gets, the less you should have to work. I yeah. tell people like if you, if you owned a McDonald's restaurant, I, I think they still call them restaurants, right? But anyway, if you own, <laughs> yeah. if you owned one, you would probably be working all the time. You own one location, right? You're just getting started in the, in the franchise. Yeah. But it, now let's fast forward 15 years. You own 13 locations. You've got a mat, you've got managers over every location. You've got one main person. And then so you got like say 13 managers. And uh and now you've got three people that manage the 13. So you're really only reporting to like three people report to you. And so it still looks like a small team. And there's really all you're doing is looking at numbers on a spreadsheet. Like you're not really, you know, having to. I mean, when you when you had one location, you had a cot in the back. You never went home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's funny because a, a lot of people are, are get fearful of growth and releasing yeah. responsibilities and sure. hiring more people. And you know, sometimes to do that, you got to take a few steps back, take a few steps back in your income to take sure. some big steps forward and step ups in your income. Yeah. But you know. It is funny, like as you actually like being like bigger, um, you know, it actually it actually gets easier. You know, absolutely. It, it's hard absolutely. sometimes to get there, like, to, like getting to that point. You got to fight through these glass ceilings. But it, it is funny if you just keep it just you and, you know, two people, you know, yeah. everyone you know, going to be doing everything. Having All more people does make it less easier. And it's yeah. funny, a lot of people are afraid to actually get there, but that's exactly what they want, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, you know, what I tell people, it's basically control. They don't, you know, a lot of people don't want to give up control uh, and trust. Yeah, A lot of people don't have trust, and I get that. And so in the book, I show you how to hire people, who to hire. You know, most people, Joe, they want to hire the, a person just like themselves. 
That's mm. the last person you should hire. Like uh, you should hire the opposite of you. You know, you personally. Yeah. And so that's super important. Mm, I love that. And when, yeah. when I first got started, I thought I needed to hire everyone that was like me. And me too. <laughs> we don't want a bunch of me's running around. Yeah. Not visionary. Got all these people with big visions and no one execute. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You have the opposite of you. And so what I also teach in the book too, Joe, is that um, for every time I hired a person, I created a, a side hustle for that individual to be over so that I didn't have to pay their salary. Okay, can I explain that? Interesting. Yeah, this is the biggest problem that when entrepreneurs come to me, I can't afford to hire anybody. Nala, you're telling me to get people. I can't afford people, do you see? Well, that's the wrong, see when you say you can't afford something, that's an affirmation. Hmm. I can't afford it. You're, you're, now you're talking to your subconscious mind, 95% and this has been this is science okay and i write a lot of, i have a lot of science and studies in the book 95% of the things that happen in your daily life are autonomic they're out of your control they're in the subconscious or the unconscious mind yeah and uh you know the breath you just took the heartbeat that's gone the it, every 95% of the, the stuff that's happened now it used to be 88% we they teach but the new science says 95% there's only 5% of the things that you do every day that are actually conscious, that you consciously do. And so when you train your subconscious mind and say, well, I can't afford it. No, the, the right question is, how can I afford? How can I mm. afford to hire somebody? How can I afford to fly first class all the time? You know, when you start asking the right question, your subconscious mind now has something to work with. Um, and so what I teach people is, for example, I've got a guy that uh, does all my video editing because I like to do YouTube. And uh, but I don't like to pay people just like, I mean, who likes to pay people? I don't. So I, so I created, I pay him a, he's in the Philippines. I, I pay him a thousand dollars a month. Okay. To do all my editing. Um, and I created a, a, a deal where any, anybody that wants video editing, they have to pay $300 a month. We'll do as much video editing as you need within reason. And I got five people that stood up and said, yes, that's what I'll do. And that's it. You know, now my guy has a side business with 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 five people that he's doing their video. It only takes him about 20 percent of his day. And the other 80 percent of his day works for me. Now, he's bringing in fifteen hundred to the, to the company and I'm paying him a thousand. I'm not having to pay for yeah. it. Um, yeah. You can do the same thing if you had to hire a VA and it was like twelve hundred bucks. Then you just basically create a, a, a coaching group. You say, look, I know how to do X, Y and Z. If you want to learn, it's one hundred dollars a month. We meet twice a month for one hour or 90 minutes. It's all by Zoom. You get 12 people in your class. Now you've got your employee paid for. It's only costing you two hours a month of your time. And now you've got a 40-hour-a-week person. So there's a lot of – I have a lot of creative ways like that that I write about in the book. But when you hire somebody, they should be able to pay for themselves through some other uh, you know, opportunity that you create. I call it leverage labor. It's not free labor, but it's leverage labor. Um, when I was in the real estate business, I'll give you one last example. Uh, for every listing that I took, I charged a transaction fee of $5.95. Okay. So I would take about 10 listings a month. So I was making another $6,000 a month in, in these admin fees. Okay. It was another revenue center, profit center for me. That covered the cost of several uh, administrative people. 
And so wow. you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, so, so in order to list it, house at you is $595. Do people push back on that or that you're never, like, hey, I'm going to never, 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 this, this, never. this and that? Never. I mean, That's I was great. six plus that you cost your assistant and everything else, right? Everything. And yeah. what I would, the, the, the way, the way I would position it, Joe, and people knew, I mean, back in, in, back in the day, 2008, I was the number one solo practitioner in Austin, Texas out of 9,800 agents. Austin Business wow. Journal came out with the report. I was ranked number one. That year I did 96 transactions by myself, but I had leverage. See, this is what people don't understand. The reason why I was working three hours a day, which eventually I was working less than that, was because I had, I, I figured out that there was only two or three things that I had to do on every transaction. And then my team did everything else. Um, and so, so what I would explain to people is, you know, Joe, I'm going to get your house sold. We're going to make a lot more than you think. Because look, I'm one of the top agents here in the city. And here's how I, have you ever gone? And I explained to him, I said, have you ever gone to see a movie? And maybe you've gone to, in our, in our town in Austin, it was Gold Theater. Okay. Well, you, you can get a blanket. You can have a draft beer, any kind you want. You can, you're going you're gonna to get a pizza while you're watching the movie. Hot, comes out hot. Maybe you can have ribs and French fries, whatever you want. They bring, it reclines. You got a pillow. Man, it's a nice experience. But let me ask you a question. Are you going to pay the same price for the movie? Of course not. It's the same movie, but you're still seeing the Avengers, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you're paying for is the experience. Yeah, and when you yeah. hire me, you're not only going to get me, but I've got a team of people. I've got Barbara, I've got Carolyn, I've got Morris and myself. So you're getting four people, you know, and it's not going to cost you four times as much. It's just an additional $5.95. That covers my... Yeah. And, and and the fact that I'm here with you right now, Joe, means that if someone was to call about your house, I couldn't pick up the phone because we're you and I are here. But I've got a whole team that handles all those details and will never miss an opportunity. And by the way, you don't have to pay that up front. Only when I get the result for you will you pay me that money, that five ninety five. Oh wow! So they didn't pay the five ninety five till you sold the never. house. Never, never. Oh, very cool. Never. When I get the result for you on the closing statement, you're going to pay me the five ninety five. Because guess what? I'm going to I'm going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get yeah. sold. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I never. I I, if they had me explain it, I would. But most of the time, and I had documentation that explained how all, everything worked. I'm a systems guy, so yeah, very important. Yeah, no, me too. I, I, it's got to be a system and a process, otherwise, it's Absolutely. never going to happen. <laughs> or it's going to be chaotic, or you're going to drive more sales and fumble all over the place, and everyone's yeah. going to be upset. Yeah, customers yeah. and your employees, you know. Yeah. So, wh wh where's your focus today, uh, Nolly? You know, is it you know real estate still? You know, is the book? Is it coaching? You know, teaching? Like where? You know, where? Honestly, where are you teaching? It's teaching, like? man. Yeah. Teaching because I love to teach, man. Uh, I really love it a lot, and um, you know. God's been good to me. I have a residual income every month. I heard a guy from stage uh, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, I was at a convention and the guy was uh, introducing a product and he said, look, I don't work for a living, you know? And I was like, Oh, I like that. I'm taking that one. You know, <laughs> he was like, look, you don't have to buy this because I, I don't do anything for a living. He says, you know, I'm good. But if you really want, and, and I was like, oh, I like that one. And so I'm at the point now, Joe, because I have residual income that's built in. Um, I don't, you know, I have uh, 300 and, and 335 agents now. And they're out there, you know, they're doing their thing. I'm, I'm teaching them how to, how to be more effective, how to be 
more streamlined, how to work less, how to make more money. Um, and they're out there doing it. And so I get to just do what I love to do, man. I love to teach, train, coach, and help people reach their ultimate greatness. That's really most of what I do. You know? That's awesome. And, and yeah. is that all in, uh, in Texas? Well, I live in Puerto Rico now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, very cool. So I, lived here, I moved here. My wife and I moved here exactly a year ago. And uh, we love the tropical climate. They've got a lot of great taxi tenants, you know, here. Yeah. Uh, I can see the ocean right here. Uh, the mountains are right behind me here. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I'm on an acre. I just love it. I just love That's it. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And where are the agents? Are they all across the U.S.? or Everywhere. Yeah. I've got several in India. I've got them all throughout the United States. Um, the way our company works, uh, I'm with eXp Realty, and you can sort of build your organization multi-level. And uh, you get a commission on every transaction that anyone in your organization sells. So if you build the organization, you've got that sort of uh, I'm really set for the next 40 years, to be honest with you, the way things have, have gone. So I get to just play every day. Um, That's great. But I was going to share with you, Joe, that the, what I didn't mention was um, this three hours a day. You know what I teach people is let's say you're working 10 hours a day. Keep that schedule. No problem. But within that schedule, you're going to incorporate three hours a day where you work only on the big picture priorities like you're going to generate leads in the morning for 90 minutes and you're going to close sales in the afternoon for 90 minutes. I don't care what you do with the rest of your day because <laughs> that's yeah. what's going to move the needle 90 yeah. percent of your business. Yeah. Okay? Whatever. If you just want to work, no problem. Uh, but but eventually you'll find that you're just doing stuff that you really don't have to do because you did the only things that matter already. And so you'll start working seven hours. Then it'll be six. Then it'll be five. And then you'll finally realize that, look, those two things that you do every day that are the big picture priorities, that's really all you have to do. And then you'll have three hours a day like I do. Um, but you don't have to do that because because we like to work, don't we, Joe? I mean, we're entrepreneurs, man. Most of us are workaholics. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's yeah. it's in the genetics, the DNA of the blood. It is. It is. Yeah. No, I, I, is. I completely, I completely get it. It's yeah. funny. I, you know, everyone wants to like get to a place where they don't have to work, and you know, there's been places where I've got to with the business where things really work, and then I'm like, what, what the? I got to do yeah. something here. You know, and then you, you, you find you got to do something. Back on. <laughs> yeah, that's why in the book I teach so I teach the 14 life areas. So career and business is just one of the life areas. And the reason why most entrepreneurs, myself included, um, get stuck in that one bucket is because we haven't really kind of played with the others because we and, and, and let's face it. I mean, we're going after that dopamine fix. Right. When you need when you when you got to get a deal done or you got to I mean, it's a rush. I mean, you like it. So now what I've learned is to get a rush out of uh, buying one way tickets to Spain or going to Italy, to, to Venice, one of our favorite places, and just like not having a return. You know, I mean, I, I'm getting a rush from other things. I still got to get the fix, right? There's no, I mean, we're human yeah. beings, right? Of but, course. Uh, but now I'm working in all the other areas of life, not just in, in work. And so uh, it, it's just, to me, it's just fun, man. You, you know, you move from the hustle and grind to ease and flow. I love it. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Well, I loved hearing about all this stuff. I really can't wait to, to read the book. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just like we like to wrap up on, on my show, you know, everyone shares, you know, what's something that you would share with other fellow entrepreneurs that are making it happen out there? What's one growth tip that you would uh, leave everybody with today? 
You know, and it's, this has kind of been overplayed. Uh, obviously, AI, you know, you definitely want to want to embrace AI. Don't let it um, don't let it pass you up. Don't let it get you down. Um, I was in uh, Tel Aviv uh, in 2018 and man, they were big in the AI in, in 2018. Big like the guy would walk into his bathroom and just start talking to his mirror and the mirror would be talking to him like like AI type stuff. And wow. um, and that was that was like four four or five years ago. And so, so definitely embrace what's, what's happening in your industry. Don't run away from it. Uh, number one thing I would teach is that you want to really retrain your brain to think differently. Because if you're like me and you were taught, you got to hustle, you got to grind. It's true. Like when you're building a house, if I'm building a custom home, it's going to be nine months to a year of grind and hustle that you'll see on that job site going on. But once the house is built, you should be able to enjoy it. Yes, a toilet might break every now and then. You got to go fix it, but you should be able to enjoy what you've built. And most entrepreneurs have never gotten to the point and may never get to the point where they actually live in the house that they're building, right? They just and just enjoy it for what it is. And yeah. that's what I'm teaching. My my whole thing is about taking a five to seven year learning curve off the trajectory of your success. The way you the way you're going to have more success is just rewiring your brain. My favorite book for that is by Dr. Joseph Murphy. It's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Because if you can rewire the way you think, much of what you're learning in business is going to come much easier. You know, it's going to be easier for you. And you're not going to have to hustle and grind all the time based on your trauma response, right? Because we didn't even talk about this, Joe. You know, I was an abused kid and I was like, by damn, I'm going to show you you know, you said I'd never amount to anything. Watch me. <laughs> so a lot of what I've grown and built was from a trauma response. You know, I was unloved as a kid. So I've built all this to try to, you know, get respect and love. And I want people to like me and all that. Once you get past that and you move on to your true desires, that's where the real fun uh, comes in. And and so for that, again, this is the book, man. I love it, bro. The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Uh, by Dr. Joseph Murphy. Let me turn up this light. Uh, I've, you know, it's yeah. funny. I've got that book and I've never Man, read it. I recognize it. Off. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. That's, so that, that's would be my, that would be my one tip for sure. Right there. Good stuff. I'm, I'm definitely going to read that. And, and I know we didn't get to go into that, but I, I would say that probably became a superpower of yours. Absolutely. And, you know, I grew up in some wild times and that stuff really fueled me. And yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people let that stuff hold them back in life. So Use that stuff as your superpower and, and let it fuel you to uh, to make it happen and, and to get yes. to where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you being on, uh, Nolly. Uh, this was really good stuff today. I'm excited to check out the book. I appreciate everything that you shared. I think there's a lot of nuggets and takeaways um, you know, on the show today. So thank you for those. And um, if folks want to check you out, want to check out the book, you know, where, where, can they, uh, where can they find you and, and the book at? Probably the easiest one to remember, if you can spell my name, is uh, nolly.com, K-N-O-L-L-Y.com. Um, it's a different name. It's Trinidadian, right? It's a different. Uh, nolly.com. Or you can go to threehoursaday.com, the number threehoursaday.com, and check it out. Um, but thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate being here. I know it's a wild and crazy idea, but this is the life I've lived for many, many years and I want more entrepreneurs to at least have the option of this financial freedom, time freedom and location freedom. That's what I teach. And um, you if you want to work 
12 to 15 hours a day, it should be by choice, not because you feel obligated that you have to do that. Good stuff. I love it. Thanks for sharing all today. Uh, really, really good episode. I appreciate your time, Nolly. Thanks for being on and uh, good luck with the, uh, with the book launch. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Joe. All right. Be well. Keep growing.